So Bill, what are the legal avenues available for someone who's maybe afraid of their ex-spouse and they wish to have them removed from the marital home? Dean, we see that quite often. And, and the most common way that one spouse removes the other, especially when there's fear involved, as you've indicated, is through a domestic violence restraining order. This is the quickest, most effective way to remove one spouse from the home. It can happen very quickly. We see this quite often and we get these orders ordered all the time. Domestic violence restraining order isn't the only avenue, but it is the quickest and it assures that one spouse has that peace of mind and legal protection to, to quietly enjoy in that home. Welcome to the 805 Law Group Podcast, your source for an entertaining blend of law and legal community updates. Each week, you'll get crucial insights into family law, personal injury, criminal defense, and estate planning, along with the latest insider information about what's happening in the local legal community and high-profile cases right here on the Central Coast. Now let's get started with your host, the founder of 805 Law Group, attorney Bill Osman. Welcome to the 805 Law Group podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Dee Mignola. And I'm Bill Osman. Now, on this episode, we're going to discuss a pretty serious topic, what it takes to force your spouse out of the house in a divorce. So, Bill, what are the legal avenues available for someone who's maybe afraid of their ex-spouse and they wish to have them removed from the marital home? Dean, we see that quite often. And the most common way that one spouse removes the other, especially when there's fear involved, as you've indicated, is through a domestic violence restraining order. This is the quickest, most effective way to remove one spouse from the home. It can happen very quickly. We see this quite often, and we get these orders ordered all the time. Domestic violence restraining order isn't the only avenue, but it is the quickest, and it assures that one spouse has that peace of mind and legal protection to quietly enjoy in that home. The other yeah. method, go ahead. Well, well, I was going to ask, how does the court assess the validity of a person's fear or safety concerns when considering whether to order the other person out of the house? Right. So the two different methods in which to do that is through a domestic violence restraining order, or the second mm -hmm. method is through the request for order. We have requested exclusive use and possession of the house for one spouse or the other, this usually involves a situation where there isn't that fear of safety. If you are fearful for your safety and there's real reasons for that, there's threats, uh, there's been intimidation, somebody's broken your personal property, they stalk you, they're monitoring your every behavior, they're acting in a radical way, in a way that's making you feel unsafe. What's really important is to get this together, to get your thoughts and your feelings and your emotions so that you can present the facts very succinctly to the court. And we do this all the time. We line up the facts and the situations. I always tell my clients, concentrate on the who, what, where, why, when, and how. The emotion is very less important than the facts. The court will determine what if this meets the legal standard or not, but it's really important that we get the facts together, we get the evidence together, we present that in a succinct way, and this allows one spouse to have exclusive use possession of that home, 
kick out the other spouse and it really changes the paradigm and puts that spouse in the driver's seat and allows them to move on with their life and have that peace and sanctity of sanctuary that the home really is. Now, how does the presence of children in the household impact the decision to remove an ex-spouse due to safety concerns? That's always considered by the court. The court always focuses on the health, safety, and welfare of the children. That is paramount. The safety of one spouse is important too, but the kids, kids are really focal point in family court. And so making sure that they're safe, that they're secure, that they're in their beds is quite often very important. So we will see that quite often addressed in domestic violence restraining orders. It can be addressed again through the RFO process as well, but it's not as quick and it's not usually as effective as a domestic violence restraining order. All right. Well, can a person's history of violence, threats, abusive behavior towards the other spouse influence the court's decision? And how far back does the court look when looking at that history of things like violence, threats, and abusive behavior? Well, it really varies, Dean. Quite often, the courts will look at the recent history. The more recent something, the more relevant it is to the court. If it's something that happened 20 years ago, it's not really relevant. But different, different things become more important in the recent history, or even fairly far history, a conviction of domestic violence, that will carry a lot of weight when we're looking at domestic violence restraining order. Other restraining orders that have been granted in the past, that has a big influence, and that will be considered further back than a regular proceeding. The courts usually only like to look at acts that have passed two or three years, but you get beyond that and convictions will be considered. You get beyond that and well-documented cases will be considered. But again, the court's looking what's really recent. What happened last week? What happened last month? What happened last quarter? Those are going to be much more relevant to the court than something that happened several years ago. Okay. Are you enjoying the 805 Law Group podcast so far? Make sure you never miss an episode by hitting that subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. For more information about 805 Law Group, visit our website, 805lawgroup.com. Now let's get back to the show. Now, are there any alternatives to completely removing the ex-spouse from the house, such as maybe temporary orders for limited access or supervised visits in the house? How, how does that work? Yes, we can look at less restrictive means. And if you have a spouse that's not an immediate danger to yourself or your kids, quite often, you know, negotiating something uh, lesser restrictive, having a move out schedule. It really depends upon the situations. It really is excellent to get together with an experienced family law legal team that has mm -hmm. done this and been there and can give you keen insights on what's going to work, what's not going to work, and what is going to be effective in the short term as well as the long term. It's important to keep that in perspective when you have these urgent situations going coming down because it may be effective for the short term but it could hurt your long-term results. And so that's really important. You're, you're looking at actions to take 
in a family law case. Well, speaking of short-term and long-term, how quickly can a person typically expect to see action taken by the court after filing for removal of a ex-spouse from the home due to fear, safety concerns, things like that? When it comes to domestic violence restraining orders, it's very impressive, Dean, how quickly the courts act. I'm quite often in the courtroom when a domestic violence restraining order comes in and I will see the judicial officer, the judge or the commissioner will break the court and take in that domestic violence restraining order, read it over and sign or deny a domestic violence restraining order as soon as it comes in. So the courts are very good at that. You will get a, an answer within 24 hours and quite often within an hour. That's extremely quick. Can you give like an example of cases where you've been able to, you know, help a client get the other spouse out of the house and how that went? Yes. We had a recent example when a client came in first thing in the morning, uh, we were able to take their case in immediately, provide them immediate legal assistance, draft all the documents. And that day drafted a domestic violence restraining order request, got it in front of the judge got the order that afternoon and had the sheriff's department serve that day the abusive spouse and were able to get exclusive use and possession of the home for them, get full legal and physical custody of the children and able to secure the future and the safety of their family. Wow, that's incredibly quick. I, you don't really hear about things like that that often. So that's pretty impressive. Well, great. Well, thanks, Bill. That's going to wrap up this episode of the 805 Law Group podcast. Now, if you enjoyed the content, please go ahead and click the like button. We'd also love you to subscribe and follow, depending on what platform you're on. And of course, if you'd like to be notified when we release future episodes, just hit that bell notification and then you'll be notified. And feel free to comment down below with your questions or your feedback. We love to get that. We love to respond to you. Any final words, Bill? Yes, Dean, we have some excellent videos that, that we are keep putting out. And if you found this content interesting and it's something important, we also have an excellent book on the subject and we'd love to get your hands on a copy. Yeah, and of course you can get that by going to 805lawgroup.com. Awesome. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of the 805 Law Group Podcast. Don't forget to visit our website, 805lawgroup.com forward slash podcast, where you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, or Amazon Music, so you never miss an episode. If you found value in the show, we'd love it if you could rate it on iTunes or even tell your friends. Make sure to join attorney Bill Osman next week for another informative and entertaining episode. Remember, at 805 Law Group, we're turning law into empowerment one episode at a time.